With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Radio Cayman has learned longtime politician, former member of the Legislative Assembly, and Executive Council member Mr. Benson Ebanks has passed away. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton. Mr. Benson was a well-loved and respected business and political icon. He gave a lifetime of unblemished service to his country and was ever the statesman. On behalf of government, we extend heartfelt condolences to his loved ones. They have lost the patriarch of the family, and the country has lost a true son of the soil. Among his political contributions, Mr. Benson was the architect of the Cayman Protection Law, and in his capacity as member of Executive Council responsible for health, education, and social service, saw the founding of the Sunrise Adult Training Center. In the community, he was the first chair of the National Council of Voluntary Organizations and helped charter the Rotary Club of Grand Cayman. Mr. Benson was also one of the founders of Cayman National Bank, serving as chair of the board for more than three decades. Mr. Ebanks received the Order of the British Empire and passed away at his home in West Bay at the age of 87. In a short statement, his family says they deeply appreciate the outpouring of love and support from the community, and funeral arrangements will be announced at a later date. Bigger bills are on the way as fuel prices and temperatures rise. We're notifying customers of this now to give them as much notice as possible so that they can plan to do maintenance on their air conditioning systems and do things like uh, not leaving their ACs on during the summer when the, nobody's at home to avoid wastage uh, of energy. CUC Vice President Customer Services and Technology Sasha Tibbetts tells Radio Cayman the war in Ukraine and supply chain issues with regard to COVID-19 are heavily affecting global fuel prices, which will hit just as hard locally in the coming months. It's going to be very important that customers uh, really pay attention to energy efficiency this summer uh, because the cost of fuel is going to be higher than it has been at this time of year and last year summer as well. He says since there's typically a two-month delay between market prices and the impact on your electricity bill, you might not see an immediate fuel increase on your March or April bills, which gives you time to make adjustments now to prepare and work to limit your consumption in order to avoid getting slammed on your bill. The highest energy consumers in a home tend to be air conditioning, deep freezers, and gaming computers. If you'd like more information on energy-saving tips, head to cuc-cayman.com. Police are investigating armed robberies on Eastern Avenue just after 3.50 this morning. Officers responded to a report on Eastern Avenue north of Godfrey Nixon Way. It was reported a man had been approached by a suspect in a vehicle who brandished a firearm at the victim, demanding and snatching jewelry from him. The suspect then took off in the same vehicle with the victim's gold necklace. No shots were fired and no one was hurt during the incident. Just after 4 a.m., officers say there was another report further south on Eastern Avenue in the vicinity of Godfrey Nixon Way. A man walking was approached by a man brandishing a firearm who demanded jewelry from him. There was a struggle and the suspect took off taking an item of jewelry. The victim sustained minor injuries during the incident. Both of these robberies are under investigation and are believed to have been committed by the same person. The suspect is described as having a slim build, brown complexion, was last seen wearing a silver hoodie and driving a red vehicle. Now officers have located a vehicle fitting the description. They found that shortly thereafter. They're doing forensic processing as the investigation continues. If you have any information or saw anything at the time or that may connect to these incidents, please contact Georgetown CID at 949-4222. If you'd like to make your tips anonymously, you can do that to police on their confidential tip line at 949-7777.
A 37-year-old Georgetown man arrested Saturday suspected of wounding another man with a machete has now been formally charged. He faces one count of wounding with intent, two counts of carrying an offensive weapon, and one count of carrying a prohibited weapon. He was due to appear in court today. Grand Cayman's Eastern Districts can expect a new Traffic and Roads Policing Unit. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more. On Monday, March 28th, the Traffic and Roads Policing Unit, also known as TARP, was officially expanded to include a new unit of seven police officers. The unit is being led by Sergeant P.S. Joletta Wollaston, and she will have six constables working alongside her to meet the needs of road policing in the eastern districts. The officers are deployed to work from Shamrock Road in the Prospect area into the eastern districts of Town, North Side, and East End. They will be focusing their efforts on on reducing the potential for serious and fatal collisions by prioritizing the offenses of speeding and DUI, among other offenses. The TARP unit will now have two teams, one covering West Bay and Georgetown, up to the Red Bay area and the other covering the Eastern Districts. Inspector Andre Tahal will head both teams with support from the area commanders in West Bay and Georgetown as needed. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service says their overall objective in the TARP unit is to reduce fatal collisions, serious injuries, and make roadways safer for all road users. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. In today's COVID report, the seven-day rolling average for the 29th of March is 39 positives. Public Health says there were 19 positives on the 26th, 29 reported on the 27th, and 44 on the 28th of March. In terms of active COVID cases, we have an estimated 522, with three patients in the hospital, two of those are unvaccinated. There are two new positives in the sister islands. The Office of Education Standards is continuing to make the rounds after postponing full school inspections last year because of COVID-19. On February 23rd, they made a one-day thematic visit to First Baptist Christian School to see how they have fared in the pandemic. Here's Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller with the details. According to the letter posted online during the visit, the OES found no significant concerns. The school ministry team, senior leadership, and staff worked together to, quote, create a caring ethos throughout the school. Students and staff wear masks, sanitize their hands, and observe social distancing. Students are separated into bubbles and remain that way throughout the day. The school has a variety of drop-off and pickup points now for parents to avoid congestion. In order to support staff absence due to COVID, an additional teacher was added to the staff as well as a substitute from an external agency. A social-emotional program has been implemented in all classes, and teachers in grades 3 through 7 use a Microsoft Teams feature that lets students self-reflect using emojis to track their emotions. All teachers attended the students' immediate emotional needs and analyzed the information during the week to support the student in class as needed. Parents have also been provided with information for private service providers in the event the child requires counseling. Programs were used to identify learning gaps, which may have been exacerbated by the pandemic. Online platforms were used to facilitate remote learning. And kids between grades 3 and 7 who were in isolation were able to access live lessons through Microsoft Teams. The school purchased laptops for those students as well. Younger students used Zoom. Responses to the survey and conversations with senior leaders indicate that communication with parents is effective and consistent. Going forward, some COVID keepers include the use of online learning platforms, meetings with parents, professional development, along with staggered recess and bubble groups. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. To see all the thematic letters written by inspectors so far, visit oes.gov.ky. Good morning.
morning, and thank you all so much for joining us and being our virtual dive buddies from all around the world. Students at the Central Caribbean Marine Institute hosting their first Reefs Go Live of 2022. From Eagle Way Roundup in Bloody Bay Marine Park off the coast of Little Cayman Friday, welcoming a big turnout both locally and internationally. So we have wow. students from Island Montessori and San Antonio, Texas. Also have people from Lancashire in England. Tampa, Florida, Bloomington, Indiana, Colorado, Diving with Heroes, Sir John A. Cumber Primary School, who was actually here a couple weeks ago, Taiwan, and Nepal. Wow, this is really awesome, guys. From down in the depths, Katie Evangs hosted the first of four reef lectures this season, explaining the ecosystem of Cayman's reefs and fielding questions from local students. We do have a few questions coming in as well. Sweet. So Jocelyn wants to know, what are we doing to help reef health? That is an excellent question. And actually, we're going to talk a lot about not only what us at CCMI are doing as far as research and education, but also things that you, dive buddies, can do at home. No matter where you live, local in Cayman, regionally in the Caribbean, or internationally all throughout the world, there's a lot that each of us can do. If you missed Friday's free live stream, you can catch the next one on April 14th. The theme will be Coral Bleaching and Disease. For more information, head to reefresearch.org. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.